Macworld Podcast number 325 for Tuesday, October 23rd, 2012. Yes, that's right, Macworld Podcast listener. I said Tuesday. Why are we a day early? Well, that's because Apple held a special event today. I'm Philip Michaels, your host. I, I probably should mention that. Apple held a special event. We have the two men who covered it for Macworld.com, Jason Snell. Hello, Jason. Hi, Phil. And uh, fresh from a, a very lengthy flight on the East Coast right before we stick him back in a plane, Dan Morin is here. Hello, Phil. I have no idea what time it is or what day it is, but it's good to be here. But apparently you knew the way to San Jose, which is where Apple's press event was today. I was chauffeured to San Jose. It was yes. very pleasant. I, I did ask Dan if he knew the way, though, because I wasn't sure. We asked, we asked Siri. Enough we, of we this did. banter. <laughs> we have products to discuss, many products, wow. dozens of products, it seems, that Apple announced. Uh, highlighted, in a way, or at least the most anticipated of which, was the iPad Mini. Can we banter now? We can banter. Okay. About the iPad Mini. Do you have iPad Mini related banter? It's small potatoes. <sighs> it is it is uh it is small. It is you can hold it in a hand. It is uh, uh lighter than the Nexus 7, which is that famous 7-inch tablet from Google and Asus. Um it is uh yeah, it, it's it you know, it's an iPad 2 shrunk down by a magic shrink ray well, into it, this new in traditional thing. Apple fashion they didn't just you know there were a lot of companies i think that would that would just cut the corners off right and say all right we're gonna make this thing smaller uh it's gonna have you know all these like crappier versions of all our technology in it and it'll be cheaper and apple doesn't usually follow what the crowd does in those departments so in this particular case it was yeah there there's it's definitely more comparable with something like an ipad 2 than with either a third or a fourth generation ipad we'll get to that (laughs) um but It's also a really carefully designed device. It's clear that they put a lot of time into it, and they made a point of how it's better in a lot of ways when you stack it up against something like an iPad 2. And they certainly, you know, tried not to skimp on on a lot of the factors like, you know, it's got better cameras than the iPad 2 did at the time, right? Because you couldn't necessarily put an iPad 2 level camera in there because that camera's you know, two years old. Yeah, crappy. So they, they actually spent some time saying, like, well, yeah, just because this is a smaller version doesn't mean it's a cheaper version necessarily. And that was also reflected in the price, which although cheaper than, you know, a full-size iPad, is not as cheap as many of the competing 7-inch tablets. I, I think we'll, we'll we'll spend some time talking about that price in, in just a moment. But I wanted to talk about the, the screen, which I understand is the is the, the same resolution as the, the iPad right. 2 in essence. And that has a major benefit. Benefit, which is that all those iPad apps are already designed to run on that screen. So iPad developers don't really need to do anything to make their apps run on this new device, which has got to be a nice change after, you know, having just optimized their apps, apps for the iPhone 5. Right. <laughs> so Every, Everything's a little, bit, uh, a little bit smaller because it's the uh, same number of pixels as the iPad 2 or the original iPad, but in a smaller space, right? It's... it's right. A little bit smaller. It's that that eight inch screen, basically, instead of the ten inch screen, and so um, the pixels are a little bit closer together. You can still see the pixels. It's not a Retina display. And I had a few people ask me on Twitter, you know, what's the display like? And I I actually think it, the closest analog is the 3GS iPhone because it's essentially the same 
pixel resolution, uh, same dots per inch as the 3GS, in that it's a little bit more than the iPad 2, but certainly not like a retina display. And, you know, it's not a retina display. You can see the pixels. That's, that wasn't the point of this product. The point was to get this product to be cheaper than the iPad and a lot smaller and lighter than the iPad. And it is that. Right. And they, they did a good job of still, I think, despite it not being a retina display, they tried to bring some of the other improvements to displays, you know, making sure that it was a bright display and it looks good. And, and yeah, for the most part, if, you, <laughs> if you're not used to staring at a retina display all day, then it's going to look pretty good. But if you, you know, are going back and forth between that and an iPhone 5, you'll probably notice some differences. Before we came into the room, I went on, on Twitter and, and asked some of our followers and our listeners if they had any questions for the two boy, of you. That, and, that was a mistake. Oh, boy, did, do they have questions. And this sort of leads into to a question from Michael Cohen, who wondered why no Retina display on the uh, on the iPad Mini. Well, let's see. I mean, biggest reasons the I, the Retina display requires a huge amount of processing power on the graphics chip. It requires a huge amount of backlighting in order to light that screen and battery power, thus and thus battery power. And if you're trying to create something that's smaller and lighter. Um, that is going to be a problem. And it's the reason that the iPad 3 was not smaller and lighter than the iPad 2. And I, I think that, you know, Apple wasn't solving for that part of the equation. Apple wanted to get something out now that was as thin and light as possible, really to compete against these smaller tablets that are out there and address what might be the most difficult thing, the, the biggest weakness in the iPad in terms of its uh, physical attributes, which is the fact that you can't hold it in one hand. It's just it's just too big and too heavy for that. And this product is built to be held in one hand. And I don't think they could have built a product like that that did retina for, you know, I think it would cost more than the iPad. It would, it would cost a lot because you're making something that's the same resolution as your current iPad display, and then you're shrinking it. And, and miniaturization still carries a cost with it. So I think you would have been looking at – you're complaining about the price tag now. I think you've been looking at an iPad that would have cost considerably more. You you both had some hands-on time with the uh, yeah. iPad? Yes. Uh, what's the verdict? Uh, how do you it's, enjoy it? As with any iPad, I mean, you know, their, their motto today was every inch an iPad. And it really – it feels like an iPad. Like you, you look at it and you're like, wow, it's, they shrunk this iPad. They put it in the dryer too long or something. But <laughs> – it's it's really like it feels like an iPad. All the apps work the way you expect them to. It fits really nice with one hand. What the one thing that struck me as different from a sort of looking at it perspective, there, there were two things. One was the bezel. Um, so we're used to on the iPad having like the same little uh, was it like an inch, three quarters of an inch bezel around the entire side. Right, right. it looks very symmetrical. The the iPad Mini, the sides on the left and right, if you're sort of holding it in portrait, they, they're very thin. There's they're not narrow. much bezel there. So if you're holding it there, it's, you know, your thumb's probably on the screen yeah, somewhere. Although the reasoning, I think, in holding it, I realized why it, they could get away with it, which is that the the this device is so thin and light that you can either hold it sort of on the back with your with your hand spread wide and fingers on either side holding it from the back or you can you can literally hold it with between your thumb and your index finger at the bottom and it's light enough that you can just hold it like right. that and so um you don't need to hold it with two hands on the bezel on the front with your with your thumbs um 
in landscape mode, you do, and the bezel's wider there because it's too wide right. to hold. If it's in your hand. very comfortable at that point. But um, but that's the rationale there. But it does make it look different because it doesn't have that bezel. It, they, 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 it's not just that the screen is smaller, but they've dumped some of the the bezel size. The, the other thing that caught my attention was that it it almost looked when they first introduced it with the flip around from the iPad 10 to the smaller one. Um, the the thickness it almost looked thicker than an iPad and I think some of that has to do with the angle at which that back of the case is cut it's a little more squared off it looks a little to me a little more like an original iPod in just the angles of it the other part of it I think is just that because it's so much of a smaller device the back casing like just percentage wise I don't know if it just takes up more of it like looking at it straight on but I mean if you put it next to an actual iPad it's clearly thinner but there is a there is yeah. a brief moment of looking oh it looks a little thicker than I thought it would be and thinner but. and lighter than a Nexus Seven which is kind of amazing because right. that's that's a small seven inch sixteen by nine and still made tablet. out of you know aluminum and glass and all those yeah. high quality materials that you expect yeah and also that we should say the Apple um, fashion colors are in full force the Apple current Apple color scheme because these these things have the same color scheme as the iPhone five the black right. one has a black back it's all black metal and the white one has the silver back a, so a, you can make those choices a Twitter follower named uh, Amjad Khan and I apologize if I'm butchering your name uh, actually wanted to know if it's as scuffable as the iPhone 5 well we were not allowed to kick I took it around out my keys oh. and I was about to oh that that's so disappointing I, I also still don't have a scuff on my iPhone 5 neither do I and I really. don't have and I have never put it in a case so I can't really comment either way on that one there there you have it listeners physically flawless mm. um Impervious. Imper- it's imper- made of adamantium and <laughs> aluminium, as Jonathan and I have I've never heard of say. either of those things. The, um, uh, another listener question, um, asked, uh, this is from Roland Merieu, um, asked for a comparison to the iPod Touch, and that's sort of – uh, brought to mind back when the iPad was first introduced, everyone was saying, "Why well, it's just a oversized iPod Touch," and now it really, to me, kind of does seem like an oversized. It seems iPod to, it's touch. more like a small iPad. It's more, than it, a big it, iPod it is more touch. like a. Well, especially that's the because Apple running... just did revamp the iPod Touch, and it looks substantially different, I think, than the iPhone right. does the, now. The iPod Touch, you know, now has the same screen as the iPhone. The iPhone, t- the iPod Touch, is the iPhone without the phone. That's what it is. The uh, iPad Mini. Runs iPad apps. That's that's the difference, and that's an advantage for Apple because a lot of its competitors, those small tablets, are really just running phone apps. That the, there aren't very many tablet optimized Android apps. So, so the fact that it runs not iPhone apps but iPad apps at the full resolution of the iPad is that's that's its huge advantage. That's I mean honestly that is the thing that puts this product out there as a serious competitor to these other Android products. Uh, whether it's the Nexus Seven or the Kindle Fire, that are um, that are much cheaper and smaller, although not lighter, um, is that they have app problems, and Apple has lots and lots of good tablet apps that they don't have. Also, I think from an industrial design perspective, we saw that you know in September when Apple released the Nano and the Touch redone, both with colors and aluminum casings and stuff. There's there's almost more similarities between those two, and then almost and more similarities between the iPad Mini and the iPhone. I mean, in a certain to a certain extent, I think that these are being positioned as separate devices from an industrial design standpoint. Right. The, they have the colors, right? And the colors and the little wrist strap thing, and right. all, like you know, it's clearly. I think that's Light it's fun. being aimed in a different direction slightly. So right. I, there is a distinction being made there. Yeah, hardware and software. There's there yeah. are distinctions to be made. So let's revisit that subject that we were talking about earlier: um, the price. Oh, the price. Uh, it, p- Easily the most frequently asked question from from our listeners and readers: Did Apple get the price right? 
Wow. You know, Apple's never going to be the low price leader. That's not the game it plays. It's always trying to make a better product and you pay a little bit more for it. And you know we know that Amazon is is selling the Kindle Fire at cost, and we know that that Google and Asus are selling the Nexus Seven at cost. And Apple's never going to play that game. So you know them having a one ninety nine tablet, you know Apple's not Apple's going to make their make their um, their profit on the hardware. Uh, that all said, I, I think three twenty nine surprised me. It feels a little high. I think psychologically, we were saying on the drive back that. Um, the difference between 199 and 299, and 199 and 329. Yeah. Just even though it's only thirty dollars, it, it to me I, it feels like that thirty dollars really. It's a weird price. Yeah. I mean, and especially from you know we, we were talking a bit about the margins, and it's like really they couldn't kill thirty bucks off that to, and still make a profit on it, but. I mean, I guess not. I mean, I guess that is the that is the the margin they're talking about right there. If if they have to, you know, take it up over that two ninety nine limit, then presumably that's what they need to do in order to make a profit on it. And you're right; they're they're about selling devices. They want to sell their products, and they want people to buy those products for the cost. They don't want to say, "Oh, you'll you'll be in our ecosystem, and we'll get it back from you when you buy music and TV shows and that kind of stuff." They, no, they they want you they want you to pay for that device, and then you know also pay for everything else. <laughs> Sure, and th- and that is why Apple is the most valuable con- company in the, yeah. uh, in the it world. Works. They are not a charity. Yes. but we're not going to know about the right pricing uh, until we see how people respond. Yeah, if they sell a lot of them, then it's the right price. And if they don't, then it was the wrong price. But we won't we won't know. I mean, they're counting on it being an, a lower entry point for for iPad ownership yeah. for people who want something smaller, like for more maybe for more reading and things like that, or for kids because it's smaller. I, there are there are lots of scenarios out there. I, I, what it doesn't do is show Apple really throwing an elbow at at a. Uh at Google and Amazon in terms of being like super price competitive with what they've got. You're jumping on my next question. And I, I apologize. Well, no, it's all right. It shows that we're we're following a logical progression. Is it your next question or is it, it another is question my, from this, Twitter? This, this question, no, this question comes from me. All this right. one I prepared for. I don't I don't outsource all of my work. All right. Look out for that. Um, as I as I sat watching your 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 live blog, uh, excellent work as always. Oh, thank you. So the question that I, that I was struggling to answer was, who is this iPad Mini for? And I think it was because the, the the price. Because at three twenty nine, you're not really you're not really uh, uh, going for the bargain hunter. Oh, too rich for my blood crowd. Yeah, I don't know. Is Apple ever sell? Does Apple sell products to the bargain hunters? I don't Prob- know. Probably not. But I mean, schools schools don't want to yeah. pay up. And... Well, I mean. I don't know. This is not so. What's interesting about this product is it's it's cheaper, but it's not that much cheaper, right? right? It, it's, well, it's you go up seventy bucks and you've got an iPad two, right? Which is very much like still this. available. Which is, which is it will not old, die. But yeah, um, but at the same time, yeah. If you already have an iPhone or you know and an iPad, then you're probably not looking to buy an iPad Mini too, right? But there are probably people out there who don't have an iPad yet because it's too expensive, because it's too big, or because they want to use it for something like. I think there are people out there who are still buying e-readers because they don't. That's what they want to do. They want to. They want to read a book. And they're like, oh, that Kindle is, you know, it's it's a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks or whatever, and that's that that's that does what I need it to right. do. And so maybe there are people who are thinking, well, you know, hey, I can I can pay a little more and I can get an iPad. 
you know, my friends have iPads. That's that seems attractive. So uh, there's there's probably yeah. there, there's, there must be a niche there if if they're going to try to sell into it. It lowers the starting price for the iPad. It is it is smaller. Um, I could see a market for getting this for kids. Um, it, it is it's lighter. I mean, not everybody. First off, not everybody has an iPad, right? And it is it is lighter. It's more like a reading device than maybe the full size iPad would be. It, it'll be interesting to see who this is for, and 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 whether this is for, whether this is is more of a gaming device for kids, or if it's more of an ebook reader, or if it's more use in in education. Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't know. I think I think it's funny. It's really funny to me that everybody's asking the question, "Who is this for?" When it's previously, cute. well, previously, the question that I heard or the statement I heard a lot was, oh, God, Google and, and, and Amazon have smaller tablets than the iPad. When will Apple finally respond? There's a huge hole in the market here. So which is it? Is there a hole in the market here? And we need – and they talked the, with that voice. It's for that old man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the question, right? It's, it's – um, yeah. I don't know which is it. Is there a market for this smaller tablet size? If there is, Apple seems to think that there is. Google seems to think that there is. Amazon seems right. to think. Is that there, there only is. a market? I mean, I guess what the, what the question there is: Is there only a market for that tablet size when coupled with a low price? Right. Is it a cheap tablet market or is it a small tablet market? Because yes, the reason the, the reason that that Nexus Seven is one ninety nine is be, uh, you know it's because it's only seven inches. Is it is it one ninety nine because it's seven inches or is it seven inches because it's one ninety nine? The truth may be that you know. It, its its biggest feature is its price and not its screen. And right. Apple Apple is selling this as something that is a full iPad but smaller and lighter and cheaper. And uh, you know, I think that I think there's probably a place for a device that's as light as the iPad Mini for people who just want to read books and stuff like that. I think this is in some ways this is Apple's. It's a it's much more of an ebook reader than either the iPhone, which is a little too small, or the iPad, which is a little too big. Plus, it's an iPad and does everything else and runs we had every a, iPad app. We had a chat with a couple of people and we're talking about. This seems like a really good device for commuters. Um, because if you're riding the subway or something to work every day, and well, you can you can hold on to the subway railing or something, and hold your your iPad Mini in the other hand, or and you can still like use it. You can put it in your pocket. It's for people with coat pockets. Yes, um, you can put it in your. Po- I mean, like it's it's something that doesn't but not necessarily your back pocket. I tried it in my back pocket. It doesn't fit. Your your, your mileage may vary, uh, but you know something like an iPad. Generally, a full size iPad requires you know you can probably carry it in a bag or a backpack or something. You get into the subway, you got to open your bag, you got to pull it out. Like maybe you don't have a lot of room, maybe it's crowded. Something a smaller device that you can fit in your pocket. There might be there might be people who that appeals to. But I think again, you know, let's all look at you know January after the holiday season's over and see how right. many people are are standing around reading their iPad minis. Right, but with so with so many things on the internet, you get this uh, reaction from people that's basically, I'm not interested in this product and therefore it has no value. And the fact is, you know, lots of products are not designed for you. And I think this is one of those cases where if you're somebody who has an iPad and loves it or has an iPhone and loves it and and, and doesn't see the need for this, that's fine. <laughs> this is not really your, your product. Congratulations, is, Apple already has your yeah, money. <laughs> yeah. This is a product for people who think the iPhone is too small for some of the things they want to do or think the iPad is too big for some of the things they, they want to do. And Apple Apple doesn't expect to sell a, an iPad mini to every man, woman, and child in the world. That's not the plan. The plan is to fill another part of the niche of the iPad and of iOS like they did with the iPod when they expanded out to the iPod and, mini. And, and let's remember that, that people tend to replace their devices eventually, right? So it's very well that somebody who had a larger iPad, when that reached 
reaches the end of its life might say, you know, I always kind of wanted a smaller one. You yeah. know, I think it's it's providing an option in the same way that they offer an 11-inch MacBook Air and a 13-inch MacBook Air. And I think, again, I'll say I think kids – I think this is a much more likely – much more likely product to buy a kid for Christmas than an, a full-sized iPad. Uh, and I think we'll make people say, well, do I want to get my kid an iPod Touch or would I rather get them a, an iPad mini? And I think I think that's an interesting question because maybe you don't actually want them to have a little thing that they can drop and they can lose. You want something a little bit bigger that does a little bit more and is maybe a better thing for reading and web browsing and things like that. You, you've kind of answered a, a reader question there without Ooh, even knowing it. Matt, thank you, Twitter. <laughs> Matt, Matt Tillman wanted to know if, if you're an iPad 2 owner, is it worth upgrading? Or, or or side grading or, or grading. I mean, to the, again, it depends <laughs> on your question, yeah. on the question of whether or not the size is an important factor to you. Because, yeah, you're not going to necessarily see like a huge uh, perform. You're not going to see the performance upgrade going from an iPad 2 to an iPad mini that you would see going from an iPad 2 to a new Retina iPad. Right. Um, you know, it's it's, it's going to be a much more market improvement there because those those devices are far, uh, you know, far more powerful. But if if the if the size was an issue for you, then it's going to be an advantage. If you're like me and found the the, the original iPad kind of, I, I find it kind of clunky. I find it kind of hard sure. to carry with my spaghetti arms. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that was the first. The original iPad was was harder to hold on to too. Yeah, and the sucker the, will fit in a shoulder holster for yeah, you, Phil. Yeah. Exactly. But, I need a I need a small yeah. boy <laughs> no, to I, walk in front of me. I, I think I think there are a lot of people for whom the iPad was too big, and and that's that's always been its issue and it's been it from day one that it's a little too big and a little too heavy to hold comfortably in one hand for any length of time and some people that doesn't matter and some people that mattered a whole lot and you know apple's not saying everybody should just buy the ipad mini but it, it fills that gap now you've <laughs> but got buy the ipad mini if you yes now <laughs> the the now you've got this wider spread of products where you've got the ipad and you've got the ipad mini and then you've got the iphone and the ipod touch and and the ios family is a little bit more uh, has a little bit more variety. That's always been a knock on iOS, right? That that uh, Android devices come in every shape and size, and Apple has really only had had two. Well, now they have three shapes and sizes: triangular <laughs> and the size of a pyramid. Deal with that. No, uh, they, you know, they, they, now there's some more variety, and that, that's good. It's not going to be. It may not ever be the number one selling. It might be the number one selling iOS device. It might never. It might be the lowest selling of all of them. But I'm going to go out on a limb here and, and pr- predict that it's gonna, they're going to sell a bunch of them. I think maybe they will. Call me crazy. So speaking of iOS devices, we have. It's not the only iPad announced no. today. Weirdly enough, that's who great. saw yes. that one coming? So we have the. The fourth generation, fourth generation iPad. iPad, not six months after the third yeah, generation iPad. Moment of silence which for is, the third generation of the iPad. Which is not the iPad 3, but rather the new iPad, so that makes this the new, new iPad. Yes, the newer iPad. New, That's no longer, it's lost its crown as the new iPad. Hmm. It, we just as don't a, even know what to call it anymore. So, uh, well, Phil well, Schiller called it the fourth generation iPod, he did, iPad he did. on stage twice, All right. at least. So We're what, going with that. So what is new about this new iPad? Which well, is- it's weird because it's a it's a kind of a I mean, if I would be more tempted to call this the three and a half generation <laughs> yeah. iPad because it's in more ways than not it's it's pretty similar. Um, you Same know, screen. You're not gonna if you put two of these things down next to each other, you're not gonna be able to tell 
The only thing you could tell would be that it doesn't have a dock connector port anymore yeah. and it has the lightning port yeah, on the bottom. Much it. And I think that's the big thing. Look at this going into the holiday season. Every single iOS device that they sell has, an, has, has a, a lightning jack. Has lightning jack. Everything yeah. they sell that's not a Mac, basically. Or the or the iPod Classic. Right? <laughs> they still sell that? I guess. So, so this is the whole thing on the, well, you know, hey, a month ago it was, well, now all my accessories don't work. I only, because there's this one device that uses the new connector and no one's making accessories for it. Well, all of a sudden, pretty much everything they sell in that line is using that, that connector. So those accessory makers accessories. better better start working. And Apple detailed how they're, they're going to have the SD and USB and and a, Right, which HDMI is a big question and, for, for all those adapters. Right. So, so it, it's... On the inside, there are changes, though. The, right. they, they did a, a step – and people thought maybe that would happen where there would be a new version with a, with a lightning connector and uh, an upgrade to the – Speed the, bump. The, yeah. Basically. yeah, the, yeah. – what is it? The A5X? A6X. It's now the A6X. A6X, A6X yes. right. OK. There you go. So right. what, we've yes. almost moved from the – we've almost moved into the sort of iPhone 3G, 3GS, 4, 4S – type update, right? right. So this is almost this the, is the iPad 3S. Yeah. <laughs> to totally make up a term. No, that's really bad. <laughs> Please don't. You already called it the three and a half. The, I just keep... I'm gonna, you're just going to keep things until, until America adopts oh, it. Oh, damn. So, so, yeah, there's a lot of improvements under the hood. Right. And we've got Processor. stuff like that, the, uh, the broader LTE support. So this is basically the LTE chip that's in the iPhone 5 instead of the one that was in the, right. in the third generation iPad, which was kind of, uh, you know, stepping up there, but not just limited to to US right. LTE on Verizon and AT&T and this is world LTE and uh, it also has better Wi-Fi. Uh, we don't in know exactly how. Determinable way. Or, or was it Phil Schiller said it's twice as, it's twice as fast. We don't know what that means. It probably it probably means they've done a lot of the same things that Amazon did, where Jeff Bezos stood up on stage for like twenty minutes and told us how Wi-Fi works. And Apple just sort of had part of one slide and they blew through it and said, "Hey, it's got Wi-Fi and all the things and it's faster." And they moved on. But I, I suspect it's probably the same story. So so it's you know they upgraded the radios. It's in got it. a new uh, FaceTime HD camera. Upgrade the Which, front-facing camera, if I'm not mistaken, means that pretty much everything with a FaceTime camera now has a FaceTime HD camera. Yeah, all the current except versions, for, except for the iPad 2. Right, the, everything, everything. That, <laughs> <laughs> you can get the iPad 2, but you can't get the third-generation iPad. No, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why they didn't call it the iPad 3. So yeah, clearly. So, so it is. It is a half step, but it is a step. So, did so you, people did you who get buy, a chance to handle the new? No, iPad? Oh. they did have them. I think, but we did not. I didn't. Because I, yeah. I would be. I think people would be interested to hear how that performance translates. Well, I think we're going to have to run some tests. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be our review. We were saying our review is going to be faster and and has lightning. That's that might yeah. be the review. So we'll so we'll do some tests when we get one and see what that's the our, speed differences are. Review. But it's really you know it's really the same screen and everything, and it's just an incremental update to get it in sync. I, and and that opens a big question, yeah. which is iPads always been this spring product. And I look at this, and I and my immediate thought was, I bet they're not going to update it this spring. I bet yeah. I bet it's now it's on the fall cycle. It's always been a spring product for the last oh three well, years. <laughs> it's in, in its right. existence. A it's, new one yep. comes out in the spring, it's and I true. feel like now with this and saying it's the fourth generation and putting the effort into making these changes, they're kind of saying. I mean, they didn't say it, and it's entirely possible in April they could announce a fifth generation iPad. But it wouldn't surprise me at all if it's now on the same schedule as the sure. iPhone oh, and right. the iPod that would make Touch. All the iOS and devices the, and, on, on a fall right, schedule, which, means which that, they're all they're all ready for holidays. So they can season. share the same radios, and they can share the same set of processors, and they can they, it, rather than what we had with the iPad, where it's like and, and, and share the same operating system, right? Right. Instead of it being like off 
six months off and not having the right having the old processor and having you know the old OS support and and they may yeah, have fa- so finally next, sort of pushed it next off. Next year the we'll fall. see our event where they in the fall where they introduce a new iPhone and iPad. It's the iOS event. Yeah, it could be. And it's not unlike the uh, changing of the schedule for iPhone releases, which were summer releases, and then they became summer. Fall became the new summer. Yes. All right. Fall may be the new spring too. So, now. so here's a question. I, I thought this question from uh, Twitter Twitter handle Space Ace was um, <laughs> excellent. Was just outstanding because it mirrored a lot of the grumbling I heard around the uh, the Mac World Tech Hive PC World offices today. Was I was hoping grumbling? I was hoping for Space Ghost, but I will accept Space, Space Ace. Space Ace would like would like you to answer. This question. In the form of a question. Is it a bad idea to introduce a new iPad and risk making customers who recently bought one unhappy? Yeah. No, I don't. This is a question who comes from probably, I'm going to guess, someone who recently bought one and is therefore unhappy. Well, it's that weird thing where, again, if if Apple sort of from an overridingly strategic point of view wants to make this change – they're going to tick somebody off at some yeah. point, right? Like, the, it's just a matter of time. At some point, they're going to have to do it. And at some point, you're going to be the person who gets caught in the crosshair. You know, and, and they've done this before. There's, there's plenty of examples of I had, I bought a first, the first aluminum MacBook. It was a 13 inch MacBook and famously did not have any firewire on it. Uh. And then they revamped them. You know, and nine months MacBook later Pro or something, again. and and there was and they then they had FireWire again, and so every once in a while, Apple does this weird sort of you know half step to the left, um, and gets people caught in in that sort of that situation of well, I just bought one, you know, and what you happened? Can, now? And you can never time that perfectly because just today um, on uh, another one of our social networks. Apple updates the iMac for the first time in more than a year, and someone right. goes, "Oh, I just bought an iMac!" And you're all, oh, "There's well, always someone yeah, who's yeah, just what, what are you? Yeah. What are they supposed to do?" But, but I mean, six that, that, months is six months is small. But if they yeah. want to move the schedule, yeah. then it's either what, the thing that they did with the four uh, the four S, right, which is longer wait, than a yeah, year. wait another six months so that we didn't see an iPad update for eighteen months, which was I think is just infeasible at this point in the iPad's lifetime to wait that long while everybody else is making improvements to their tablet or at some point to just, you know, cut it short and say, hey, we made a new one. You know, this is what happens with technology. And the fact is that that product that you bought, that iPad 3 that you bought last week, still works. works exactly as well as it did when you made the decision to buy it. And yes, if there had been more rumors about this or knowing that this event was coming, if you had held off, you know, you'd be able to get this one that's a little bit faster, but it's not a lot faster. It's a little bit faster. And it's and it, and it does have the old connector instead of the new connector. You may actually be able to pick up some accessories for your iPad 3 cheap now because they're going to be moving to the new connector format. But that, it, that happens if they waited three months, if they waited five months. I mean, just short of saying, hey, guys, everybody, we're going to just stop selling iPads and don't buy any. And then in a couple of months – will come out with something. And even then, people will be like, oh, but I bought it last week, and now you're warning me. I mean, yeah, how, there's, no, there's no way to win. It's, how it's how can you win, win that? It just, I mean, this I is, mean, the answer is this. If you are really that concerned, sell your iPad and go buy a new one. I mean, yeah. you can probably still get a pretty good price for that probably third generation Probably a brand iPad. new third generation iPad. But, you know, it's no, it's no worse than it was the day you bought it. It is, yeah. cer- it is certainly not worthless, as, as some people. If you just want to mail it to even me. Even in our employee, we're saying. I will, I will take wow. it. I'll take it off Did your it. hands for free. And then you can go get a new one. If you know, if the if your the object of the game that you're playing is to always have the latest model, 
then guess what? You got to buy a new one. But I if hope, the object, I hope you have a good job yeah. too, because that's expensive. <laughs> yeah, but if the object is to ha- to I, I you know I'm going to give you this money, and in exchange you're going to give me a product that I that I like and that I've 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 decided is worth my money. Well, you got that product, and now you've got it, and that's just it's, I mean that's how it works. It's very funny because this is a game that we always used to play with the Mac. Oh, you know, I gotta buy, I gotta buy a new Mac. Well, but do I wait? Do I wait until the next version that might have X, Y, and Z, or do I buy one now? And we hadn't been playing that with iOS devices because there were usually very clear delineations of okay, every year they put out a new thing, right? right? They have very regular schedules, which the Mac never quite was. The Mac was always a little bit more skewed because it's a broader product line, so things would get introduced at different times. Sometimes products go for a year or two without getting upgraded, like the Mac Pro. <laughs> um, and so I think we're now hitting that point to a certain extent where the the iOS devices to a certain are still big enough expenditures that people are now concerned about this. But I mean, at the same time, it's not like dropping necessarily $2,000, you know, on a new Mac or, you know, when when you're spending $500 on iPad. It's still it's still a cost, but again, like Jason's saying, the improvements are not as earth-shattering. And and thank you for bringing up the idea of new Macs because there Dan were none. Warren, there it were turns none. out it, as it turns out Apple held an iPad event and brought its Macs with us with it because new iMac, new MacBook Pro, new Mac Mini, and if I if I have to to say, I I found the uh, the new iMac to be the most impressive of the uh, the products Apple I, introduced. I, I think that was the star of the show. I gotta say, I know you like the, the Retina thirteen yeah. inch too, but I think the new iMac is is well, clearly the most substantial change. That it, we've seen. It's so stunningly thin. <laughs> Dangerously tell, thin. Callista I mean, Flockhart thin. Tell me, tell me cut, more. Cut yourself thin. It's really it is. I eat, mean, a, eat a sandwich, as I as I said in the macro yes. video. It's only you know it's what five millimeters at the edge, but it's tapered. It, it, it gets to be much thicker at the center, and it's that's like, how they it's can like fit an original drive original it. iPad that's had sort of that bowl shape on the bottom. Yeah, um, but it is it is kind of stunning. That was my one sort of whoa moment when during the presentation today when they showed, you know, this is the new this is the new iMac because I have an iMac on my desk at home and it's it's a very nice machine. It's pretty small. As far as like computers go, especially if you are coming from the age of the, you know, when I had a computer Giant 10 years ago, I'd <laughs> be like, oh, here is the tower that sits on my desk. Um, but the new one is really very thin. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, and there's no optical drive in it anymore. So Apple tells if you would like to watch things, uh, DVDs on your iMac or, uh, or on your Mac. Or yeah, name a Mac with an optical drive yeah. besides the Mac Pro, which again and the well and the, and the MacBook Pro old models still available, right? right? But, but it, yeah, uh, your, your days drive, are limited. Optical drive is being swept away into the dustbin of history now by Apple. There's, although they did point out a, a super drive, external super drive is available, and that's if you want an optical drive, you should buy an external drive. You know, that's just it's gone, and that enables it, it to be much thinner. And I think they just finally decided. Is the only reason we're keeping this thing the size it is because of this optical drive, and that wasn't a good enough reason. Um, yeah. You know that and that and the spinning hard drives, which these still have because they're kind of bulbous. And even there, we found out the smaller of the two iMacs actually is using a laptop drive now. It's a two and a half inch hard drive instead of a three and a half inch right. for the as part of the Fusion Drive 
or whatever. You know, it, it's it's uh, so the, and that's the only those iMacs still have spinning hard drives, which uh, you know, which the laptops and are. If, and are if you look at now. some of those internal schematics, just like it's with the with the new MacBook Pros, like they're really very sparse inside. <laughs> like it's like little pieces of silicon, a couple yeah. of chips here and there. Would we like to talk about the Fusion Drive now, or are there other technical features of the iMac that that uh, deserve their moment oh, there, in the podcast? There are. The screen is the very screen nice. Is... It's not a Retina display, but again, it's you know obviously a Retina display at that size. I think would be hard to well, do. And it's uh, the glass is bonded on the screen, so like yeah. we've got an iMac here that we're recording on, and and you can look in it, and you can actually see that there are a few. There's a couple millimeters of a gap. And um, this is more like on the iPhone 4 and 5 where the the, uh, the pixels are really up close to the front of the glass. They're actually bonded to the glass. And so um, that helps with glare. Plus they have some other crazy things involving science. Plasma deposition. Yeah. So that, that, uh, that's at, at that science like court. That's a term. At, <laughs> science, at science court, they take the plasma deposition. And, and that's supposed to reduce glare. We'll have to test it out. But they, they were very – they were saying it really is uh, much less glary than previous systems. That's a technical term. Glary. Yeah. Mm. I knew a guy named Glary. A reduc- <laughs> reduction in glare. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that that was – the screens look like they're going to be pretty good, but we got to put them to the test in a, in a true environment. We saw them in kind of a dark room where <laughs> – A shadowy know, room with – Look, figures. there's no glare because um, it's there's no light. But I actually was really impressed, and this was in a later demonstration in a quieter room, um, the speakers. I thought – I was pretty impressed with those. I mean, they're not, they're not yeah. external speakers still, but – there was a moment where, you know, because it's so thin, that's a challenge because to create good, you know, big sound, you need air. Um, and that is a challenge when they make the devices smaller and smaller. So they actually increase the size of the speaker cavities, I think, inside. Yeah, those air chambers and inside. It's weird to turn on music and hear that much sound coming out of something that is so thin and small that I had to kind of look at it like and be like, how, where, where is, is the from? sound coming from? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they did a good they did a good job with that. You'll st- I mean, it's still not a comparison. You know, if you have external speakers, those are still going to be better. But for basic speakers that chip inside something that small, they're pretty good. Yeah, and newer processors. Yeah, sure. I mean, Ivy Bridge, right? We've seen so a lot faster. of these. Yeah. Newer, faster. Yeah, I mean, it's the usual. It's faster, and the the graphics performance has increased. Right, They've they're, got the, they're the using Nvidia, Nvidia chip uh, now, and and that. They say is a is a boost over the old iMacs, which were still pretty good. They've uh, of... they bumped up the bars a little bit on um, so it's eight gigs of RAM across the line, I believe they said, hmm. and I believe they also said a terabyte of storage across the line. Yes, and then we could segue from the terabyte of storage option into Fusion into Drive. Fusion oh, Drive. the most unexpected innovation, Mr. Ask, Fusion Drive. Ask Twitter follower Andreas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there have been hybrid drives before, but what Apple has done here is is add software, which is very Apple to add software to hardware and make something different. Um, and they were they wanted to stress that this was not quite the same as what what PC manufacturers are doing with hybrid drive, with hybrid, which tends to be a small like cache, cache on very fast, and then it writes it out to the slower disk later. This is this is there's a chunk of, of flash storage, and then there's the big drive. Right, and by a chunk we mean 128. Gigabytes of flash yeah. storage, which is pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty sizable. And then, and then they reserve. There is a cache. There is like a four gig a buffer buffer yeah. um, that they that they also have. But it's it's a sizable amount. And then what's happening is the software is is prioritizing, looking at your behavior, what files you're using, and how you're using them. And then it, uh, the software that's running, and and from your perspective, it's just a drive. It's a single volume, single logical volume HFS plus. There's nothing special about it at all. But that software underneath is looking at its flash and looking at its physical hard drive, and then it's saying. You know what is the stuff that's used more? I want to put that on the flash, and the stuff that's used less will store away on the giant 
physical right. hard drive. So it, it will literally move files from flash to the hard drive or back on its own based on its kind of judgment about how you use your system. You never see that, but the end result should be that for most of the stuff you do, you're getting flash storage uh, speeds on a drive that's got actual large sizes because, you know, you can't do three terabytes of flash storage without taking out a mortgage. And, and if you don't have, you know, if you have enough stuff that it all fits in just flash, it will just, just be, on, be flash. on the flash. Right. Um, but and the it, stuff you use the least will end up eventually just kind of getting, as you off, fill it up, it'll get over, pushed off yeah. onto the slower drive. And, yeah. and I think there's, you know, a lot of improvements here that are in terms of like, it's kind of a midway point, right? We're st- as you're saying, we're, it's not at the point where you can get large capacities of flash and have it be cost effective at some point down the road probably i mean that seems to be the way everything's going right you can get up to 768 gigs of flash in your laptop now um i think it's not a long time before we start seeing multi you know like at least a terabyte of flash but it's still gonna be expensive that's a couple years down the road in the meantime here's a way to sort of marry the best aspects of both and turn it into one thing and in typical apple fashion to do it hopefully in a way that is so transparent that you don't as a user don't have to worry about it you just get the performance benefits yeah i mean if you've got you know 700 gigabytes of videos and and photos or something like that right um most of those you don't need all the time uh, and and those those that's what that hard drive is for. That slow hard drive is just to store lots of stuff. But the stuff that you're that photo you're editing right now and the OS when you boot up, you want that stuff on the flash because you are using that and it changes your boot time from you know thirty seconds to three seconds. It's that kind of uh, a world changing performance. You just can't afford to put it all there. So it's a, it's a really smart idea to kind of bridge the gap there and and ideally make it so you feel always like you're like you're on a system that's just made out of flash storage and in the background it's being very clever and kind of moving things around so the thing that you want is always on the flash even though all the other stuff is still stored on the disk. And, and like, you know, as again, as Apple, I think, was saying, you, people use, they're, they're looking at the differences between the way that people use notebooks and the people who use desktops. Desktops, people tend to store a lot more data. They tend to right. have their iTunes library and their iPhoto library and all that stuff on their desktop. So you need a little more space there, or you tend to be more of a professional user who's doing things like video editing, and you need access to these sorts of things. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's well, again, I will be really interested to see once we run it through some tests and, and see how it pans out, but it's got the potential to really improve performance because I think we have hit a point where anybody who uses a computer with a hard drive in it, that's starting to become the bottleneck. That's that's yeah. where you, you know, have to sit and wait for it to go and 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 start writing stuff out to disk. Pricing and availability not announced or uh, it is. I believe oh. I looked at it. Yeah. Um Ooh. hold on, it was I think another 250 bucks to add it like as a it was it's they're all configuration options it's a, for, it's a for build both to order. the iMac and the new I looked Mac at the mini, mini particularly yes. because I happen to be in the market for a mini but I believe to add it on to the base version was 250 or 200 it's it was a little cheaper than just like making it a sheer flash like a, f- a total flash right. system um, but more expensive than just adding more right. more storage. but you get more but you get more yeah right. you get better performance yeah so um, the, the, you are impressed by the MacBook Pro, the yeah. Retina display? Yeah. Well, why don't you tell us why? Well, so the, to me, it's just, it was impressive in June, sure, on a 15-inch model, and here it is on a 13-inch model. Boom. Well, as somebody who likes small laptops, and I, Dan and I were both there with our 11-inch MacBook Airs, right? Yeah. The 15-inch Retina, as impressive as it is, is 
enormous. It it's is a man-sized it computer. It is huge and heavy, and you could it's use a, it's it. A to, computer that eats like a meal. You could use it to kill somebody, <laughs> and I easily. <laughs> And what I like about the 13-inch MacBook Pro with Retina is it's got a nicer price and it's lighter. It's a lot lighter. You know, they did the same thing to it that they did to the 15. It doesn't have optical anymore and it's all flash storage and yada, yada, yada. But it, it is uh, – there's something about that weight. It's not as light as a MacBook Air, but it's under four pounds and it's got the Retina screen. And the fact is, a little tidbit that they gave on stage – 13-inch MacBook Pro is the most successful Mac that they sell. Yeah. Most popular single model of Mac that they sell, I believe they said. Uh, that does not shock me based on just people I've seen in coffee right. shops 13 and inch, all that stuff. 13 inch is the sweet spot. It's cheaper than the, the than the equivalent Air at that price. And some people like the 13, you know, feel like I need at least 13 inch. They don't like an 11 inch cuz it's too because small. Because the 11 inch is a toy for children. Children who cover live Apple events. I would kill you with my MacBook Air, but it wouldn't even dent your skull. <laughs> it's more I'll of need a, to get a Retina 15. It's more of a stiletto this. than a, yeah, than, chop than a your, battle your, axe. Chop your, your, your arm off with yes. it. So, so the, I mean, that's what I thought was cool about it. Is it's a much, this is a product people are going to buy. This is the mainstreaming of Retina on the Mac in a way that I think the 15 wasn't. The 15 at this point is still expensive enough and large enough that it, it, it feels to me a little more like that seven, the 17-inch. Right. It's aimed at creative professionals and people who really need the power, the power yeah. and the large screen. And maybe and it the... stays on your desk most of the time. This 13, it's light enough. It's powerful enough. It's got the retina display. It'll go with you anywhere. It is rapidly moving toward being the mainstream product with a retina display, which I think is a big deal. I think that it's going to drive use of retina on the on the desktop in a way that the 15 was absolutely not going to do it. And I think it it, it is. Um, you know, it's just a, st- a signpost along the way to everything Apple does well, being Retina, but no. it's a big, it's a big step, and it's that convergence of the, of of the MacBook Pro with the MacBook Air, where right. I start to look at the 13-inch MacBook Air and say, okay, I see why you exist today. You're $500 cheaper, and you are lighter and thinner, but. Uh, you know, I I see a day coming soon when that difference is irrelevant. Well, we, we knew when we saw the new MacBook Pros, you know, two years ago, whenever they announced this current set, that this is the future of the Apple's lineup for notebooks. And I think, you know, with the 13-inch and 15-inch, we've seen how the MacBook Air design considerations play into a yeah. more powerful computer. Um, and so, you know, it's not hard for me, as we were talking about a little bit earlier, uh, to envision a future where we, you know, you've got an 11-inch, 13-inch, and a 15-inch MacBook. MacBook, you know, and they've all got Retina displays, and they're all really light, and they're all really powerful. And really, what else do you need at that point? Well, you've, you've convinced me. I was a fool not to be impressed <laughs> yes. by the, by the Shame 13-inch on you. Retina display. Do we want to, um, uh, other than just acknowledge that it's been updated, the Mac Mini Anything to say about well, Dan's, nice. Dan's going to buy one? Yeah, I'm, right? I'm going to buy one because I'm replacing an old Core Duo Mac Mini that's hooked up to my TV. And, oh, that's uh, very old. Yeah, runs Snow Leopard. Yes. Does it run Snow Leopard? Quad core um, now. Yeah, and then, so there's a lot of there's a lot of bang for the buck, even for a even for a six hundred dollar model. Um, yeah, you know, and this this is a pretty no, typical right. speed bump, but it's a nice, it's a great computer. And you know, I thought that was a really interesting tidbit that Apple told us, which was, you know, we talked to customers, and it seems like 
it gets used for all sorts of yeah. crazy different things. Like people use the Mac Mini for a lot of different stuff. And so, you know, yeah. you have some people hook up to the TV. Some people have it as their desktop. Some people probably, I mean, they run them as servers in yeah. some places. Like it's a very versatile machine in a way that, you know, something like the Mac Pro never really could be. Yeah, or, or an iMac right. that's got the big screen. This is a little thing. And the, and the recent redesign, I think it was two years ago that right. they did where it's got the kind of screw-off bottom with the RAM accessible and all that. And it's and, and it's the, the, the first major change changed the Mac Mini exterior since the original. That that I mean, this is still using that. That's a really nice revision. It's smaller. It uses less power. There are lots of good things about it. And uh, it's so versatile. Yeah, you can stick it – you can, like, attach it to the back of a TV and make a kiosk out of it. And and we actually do that here at our office. So, And if you look at Apple's whole Mac product line, there's been more and more of a tendency to reach these computers that are – Almost appliance level, right? That are one seem like a single thing, like a like a single object, rather than something that's built out of all these different little components. And so now you have the Mini and the iMac and the new MacBook Pros that all have this very similar aesthetic in the way they're designed, and it's it's become even more cohesive to my mind in the in the way that they look and feel, and uh, the way that they operate. So it shows a lot of focus and a lot of cohesion on the part of their Mac product line that we've seen from something like the iOS product line. So these are all things that you know we talk a little bit at times about the idea of things coming back to the Mac. And I think, you know, you look at all the improvements that we've seen in the entire Mac line, and there's a lot of, you know, influence of iOS without saying, hey, we're going to make these iOS devices. So let's move to the lightning round with, uh, oh dear. with some of these uh, reader questions. How many points are they worth? The, the, well, this, this is the category of questions I call, hey, where was this thing that Apple didn't announce at this thing? We're good. Announced we can talk about all sorts of things that didn't happen. Why no iTunes, uh, Jean-Paul Robertson already announced like it. Already announced it at the last event. And said it, it would ship in October. It's not the end of October the next week. <laughs> I bet you it'll ship soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and Caleb Barker would like to know, hey, what about the – where's that new Mac Pro we were promised? Tim Cook already said that Mac Pro users would have a very nice surprise for them in 2013. And it is not and 2013. it's not 2013 yet. It's not even the end of October as we've already established. Yes. So what, what – what, were there any missing uh, things for you guys? You know, I was – I think it was kind of a long shot, but I was really kind of looking forward to an iWork update. <laughs> and, you know, we did at one point here yeah. from Apple, like, oh, hey, we just updated iWorks to use document in the cloud. I'm like, yeah, and that was pretty much it. And it's still iWorks 09. As we established the last time Apple updated iWork. It was the last Macworld Expo. It was Expo a Macworld Expo. Phil yeah. Schiller handled that key. Yeah. And, and iWork got a lot of attention today. It was mentioned several times in yeah, terms and of. it was just nothing. And, there's, and it's. Yeah, it's kind of languished. It's really it's well, it's there, but they 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 clearly don't want to. They they put their put flag in the sand, in but it. they're kind of like, all right, now we're just going to leave it's that fine. alone for and now. And now the tide has come in, and uh, they, they did, they it's did, getting a little water's getting a little higher on that flag. They did but. make some book announcements, right? There's going to be a, there's an updated version of the iBooks app on iOS. Still no iBooks for Mac, which makes me sad. Um, and the, and iBooks okay. author also got an update with some stuff, so you can make iBooks authory things. Although I portrait tell, uh, portrait uh, only books for right. They, they, uh, right. They didn't actually. Fonts. Did they actually say it would support the iPhone? Because that, I knew that was one no, strange. They did not absence. say that. Yeah, everyone in the room yeah, is shaking stuff. their heads, listeners. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. But yeah. it, it, but there were some some iBooks announcements, and I think the uh, continuous scrolling mode on the. On iBooks is going to be some people are going to really on like the, that. on the iPad Mini, especially that's on the be, iPad that's Mini, going to be really nice, and, and really on the iPhone too. If you want to, yeah. if you if you would rather just keep scrolling instead of like having to flip page after page after page, I think you'll you know. I like to read all my books on scrolls. That's it's good. Just, you You're just old school. Scrolling. Mm. Yeah, yeah, papyrus. Mm. I like it. Yeah. Not, anything not anything missing papyrus, for you, though. Jason? Anything you were expecting that didn't 
come to pass? No, I, I think they I think they did much more than I expected to expected to come to pass. Really, uh, the, with all the Mac announcements, it was nice to see so much. We were we were joking that maybe they would get there and go suckers. All we got is Mac stuff today. <laughs> <laughs> no iPad Mini for but, you. Uh, Who would release an iPad Mini? Guys <laughs> are crazy fools. Talk. There was that moment where Phil Schiller said, uh, "You knew there'd be something with Mini in it at this presentation." As he, <laughs> as he announced the Mac Mini, mm-hmm. I groaned. Um, no, no Apple Television. <laughs> no, once again, no once Apple again, Television. No Apple Television. No iPhone Six. Shocker! <laughs> hey, they introduced the uh, the iPad. It's the windows know, are getting smaller. Six months between you know, iPad it, updates. So Pretty good. soon, every two weeks, we're gonna have a new iPhone. It's, got, it's the Mozilla Firefoxification yeah. of Apple. The Chrome, software. the Chrome version it, numbering it's system. It's so good to see uh, all the Mac announcements, though. It's nice, and 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 people lose sight of the fact that the Mac. I said this in our live blog today. People lose sight of the fact that the Mac is a growing, thriving, and important business to Apple. It's not the percentage of Apple's business that it used to be. And if you look at a chart that's based on percentages, it'll look like the Mac is going down. But if you look at a chart based on revenues, you can see the Mac is going up. And then if you plot that against the PC market, you'll see that the Mac is the only thing going up. So the Mac is, you know, the Mac is healthy. It is successful. It's growing. Uh, the uh, Other PC makers are having a hard time. And it's, uh, you know, we, we, lose, we lose sight of that. So it was nice to see the Mac uh, get its moment in the spotlight, even if it was one of those things where it's like, everybody come, there's going to be a new iPad. But first, <laughs> the, <laughs> Mac. Suck- the Mac was like the opening band that you come to yeah. uh, uh, finish up so we, we can get the main Yeah, act. we could have come in an hour later. Yeah, um, but I think it's, you know, they do a Mac event every couple of years, right? We had the Back to the Mac event, what, two years ago, I think, where they introduced Lion. Um, right. And every once in a while they do that, and they're like, "Hey, we haven't forgot about the Mac. We're still doing stuff." And so I think it's and not- the charts and graphs do not lie, Dan. They do not lie. The I, Mac is doing great. I don't know how to read. I I think that it's important to remember that they're you number know, one. They're number one, right. right? They do great work, and they the Mac might not be on quite the same level of like breakneck pace that the iPad and the and the iPhone are because they're, those are newer products. These the Mac is much more mature as a line. I have nothing further to say <laughs> in this podcast, um, and except to thank you, Jason Snell, and you, Dan Morin, for all your fine work and insights today. Thanks, Thanks Phil. Phil. Thank you, listeners, for all your fine questions and for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week, I'm sure, to discuss other matters of interest and import. Until then, take care. Take care.